Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. We got our newest entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's none other than our girl, one of our fan favorites from the comics, from Marvel Animation. It's our girl, Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. Y'all, I love this premiere. I did. I loved it from start to finish. I know some of y'all are like, it's too kitty, it's too this, it's too that. Listen, give it a chance. I love this episode. I love the stylistic choices. I loved everything about it. I feel like if you're a Marvel fan, like a true Marvel fan, there were so many Easter eggs in this one episode that you probably were on the floor, jaw dropped, everything. You were enjoying this, okay? And I'm going to break down every one of them. Let's go ahead and get into it. It's your new bonus episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. right you're listening to reality and comics 2 the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted tv and film i'm kendrick but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek you want some hot takes about the real housewives or love island or maybe you just want some extra insight on the scarlet witch or the marvel cinematic universe well you're in the right place grab a cocktail sit back and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me Hi guys, 
Y'all just don't know how happy I am whenever we get a Marvel show back in the mix. I know some of y'all are like, I am fatigued. We get a damn Marvel show every month. Yeah, we do. And a new movie too. But you know what? I want it all hell. Like, whatever you'll give me, I'll take, damn it. And you gave us one of our favorite comic book characters, one of our favorite characters from the animated shows. Look, we love Kamala Khan, okay? People are upset about the power change. People are upset about, well, hell, I don't know what the hell y'all, I can't keep up with all the shit y'all upset about, okay? I'm not even going to try. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. I don't read comments no more. I just sit up and I try to be happy, okay? I advise y'all do the same. Look, I'm not going to ramble too much. You know, I usually update y'all and talk about all this and that at the beginning of these episodes. But you know what? We got a lot to cover. This episode was Easter egg after Easter egg after Easter egg. And I want to talk about AvengerCon, okay? Before I get into the actual episode, I'm going to throw it over to my girl, Kaya. Y'all know one half of the Bravo Walk Black podcast. And she has some thoughts on the episode and a couple of questions too. So let's get into it. Um, Captain Marvel, the show was very, you know, it was cute. It was cute for what it was. Um, I love the way that it has a youthful energy to it. I love the way that she is just like a genuine fan of the Avengers and then she finds out that she has her own powers but mostly I love the culture okay like I get it I get it like the past few stories have been like like we got the black Captain America we got the um the Hispanic girl from Doctor Strange now we have you know like the Egyptian storyline with uh oscar isaac and now we have a muslim girl and guess what that's fucking america so yeah and then the mom and the dad being so funny like their comedic timing and also it was just such like a mom move for her to get like a green shirt and like i don't know put some padding and pretend like it's abs and then some pants and like listen that's the whole that was just such a relatable moment and such a mom moment the favorite um my favorite part of the episode is when they went to avengers con and there were just so many references to literally everything that kendrick is bound to explain and then they say the best part for the very end kind of like they did in moon Knight, as to uh, what the fuck is going on i'm excited for these other episodes and you guys should just check it out even if it's not like your favorite even if you're upset about her powers um, check it out. It's a good show, and I can't wait to see what's coming up next. Listen, y'all know by now, Kaya just call these people whatever the hell she want to call them, okay? We just living in her world. We just some squirrels trying to get a nut, and that's what's up, okay? Y'all know who she talking about. She said Captain Marvel. Y'all know she talking about Miss Marvel. Y'all know she talking about uh, Moon Knight, Steve, Mark, and uh, Jacob. Y'all know who she talking about, okay? Y'all know the people, America Chavez. Y'all know who she talking about, okay? Don't worry about all that, okay? Because I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into the things. Let's get into this episode in three, two, one. We kick off with a new Marvel opening, of course, and new credits while the weekend is playing. Come on, weekend. I told y'all that I always look when we get like a new project at this opening to see how it's changed. So, you know, I used to always look for Shang-Chi at the end, make sure he's there. I didn't see him. 
that's that's a problem but we'll fix that as we go along okay so i noticed that moon knight was added into it that's a good thing and doctor strange i think from multiverse of madness was swapped out from the one where i think it was in game maybe when he was holding up the one finger i think that's when they swapped it out for we get this colorful marvel studios logo and then kamala starts kamala child not the president Starts narrating and telling us about her life, basically kind of setting up the tone for what kind of show we're about to watch. Kamala is a content creator, okay? I can relate, sis. She's creating her own YouTube videos that's like a 10-part series that's basically the events of uh, Avengers Endgame. It's letting us know, as we've learned in other TV shows, that the public knows a lot about these big world-changing events. She refers to Captain Marvel as Earth's mightiest hero, duh, which tracks because Kamala Khan in the comics is absolutely obsessed with her some Carol Danvers, okay, aka Captain Marvel. It's literally like a huge part of her identity as a superhero. She talks about how the Avengers were basically losing up until Carol showed up and basically raised Thanos' car insurance by fucking up that spaceship of his. I love that they show so many different versions of Captain Marvel during this opening scene because if you read the Captain Marvel comics like I read the Captain Marvel comics, then you know Carol Danvers is damn near a black woman, okay? Let me explain. Every time you see Carol, you got a different, uh, like a brand new hairstyle, okay? One minute she got a bob, the next page she got a silk press, then she got the bantu knots, the individual braids, she do the crochet braids the next time. Carol keeps her a new do, okay? We all got that one coworker that called out sick one day and then they come back with box braids the next day. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We also learned that some people assume that Carol has like abandoned Earth, but like she said in Endgame, the universe is a big place and she's covering a lot of ground. It's funny that she says her next series, Kamala, uh, is going to be about based on Thor and why she thinks that he's a gamer. Obviously, we know that Thor is a gamer because that's why he gained so much weight during Endgame. He was sitting on the couch with Korg playing games and new Asgard all damn day, getting cursed out by Noob Master 69. She also said that the new episodes drop every Wednesday, which obviously is kind of funny because that's when Marvel drops their new episodes of Miss Marvel and all the other Marvel shows too. And that child is dropping Star Wars on them damn days too. I can't keep up with all this stuff. All of this is hilarious because we find out during the narration of all these events that the reason the public knows so much is because Scott Lang, aka Ant-Man, is out here doing podcast interviews. Chat, wait a minute. Do y'all think I can get Paul Rudd as Scott Lang for my podcast? I feel like it's worth a try. I don't know. I wonder who I got to reach out to, though. Probably whoever played Cassie Lang. I don't know. She young and probably knows the difference between Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So maybe I'll reach out to her. Check back in a couple weeks to see if that interview is up. I doubt it, but just check back. This show is great because... We don't get to see any superhero shows centered around the Muslim community or any kind of Pakistani Americans. It's so much representation that I'm just like, I'm, I'm gagging over it right now. But it's still so incredibly like relatable too because like she's being rushed by her mother out of the house so she can take her driving test. Like this is such a random fact to cling to because oh, it's, it's just random. But Kamala is so relatable because she opened up their freezer. And she had that Jenny's ice cream sitting on the freezer door. 
Yes, bitch. Listen, I can't be spiking my blood sugar so I don't eat no damn sweets and drink no pops, none of that kind of stuff really anymore. But Lord knows the only thing I miss is Jenny's gooey butter cake ice cream. Lord have mercy. Take me now. Take me now, Jesus. I want it so bad. You ain't had good ice cream until you've had that gooey butter cake ice cream from Jenny's. I'm just saying. Go to your local supermarket. They don't sell it everywhere now. They don't sell it everywhere, but it's so good that I've literally ordered from the website. They've delivered it on dry ice to my house the next day, okay? Don't play with Jenny's. Get y'all some Jenny's ice cream. I don't know how I got on this subject, but anyway. We get to the scene of her taking her driver's test, and it's a whole flop, okay? Just like a lot of ours were. She looks in the mirror before she gets started, and the aviator shades that she's wearing and the way that they're sitting on her face, very reminiscent of Carol Danvers. Y'all remember, think back to Captain Marvel, the movie. Like her brother told her to do, she says bismillah before she puts the car in reverse, and that damn driving instructor said, bless you. Oh, racist bastard. <laughs> you know what? He's like that teacher on Everybody Hates Chris that swears up and down that she's trying to help Chris get out the ghetto and try to make it on his own, but is the source of most of the racism in his life. For those that don't know, Bismillah, that means, you know, in, uh, in the name of God or in the name of Allah, depending on where you look. Kamala threw that car in reverse so damn fast and tore up that damn driving instructor's car. You know, they were driving in her parents' car, but she backed up. That's where that man had his car parked, and she towed that shit to hell. We cut to Miss Marvel, like the little short intro that they do for the series, and we get set up with like what I think is one of the best stylistic choices in the MCU. This show is basically like a dope-ass new version of Scott Pilgrim. I know y'all have seen that movie. If you haven't, stop. Pause this podcast. I appreciate you for downloading in the first place. Pause this. Go watch that movie. You'll see what I mean. Love Scott Pilgrim. Love Kick-Ass. You got some some comic book movies you just got to... You got to kind of pay homage to, okay? Go pay homage to Scott Pilgrim and then come back and talk Comic Con, okay? Uh, it's a really new, dope-ass version of Scott Pilgrim in a way that, like, it's being told with animation and graphics and with, like, different designs, being, you know, some graffiti, some, like, lights being written everywhere. But it's combined with, like, the 3D filmography that we're used to in all of our shows. Her parents come pick her up but not before chewing out that damn driving instructor for being worthless. I know that's right. Her mom on the drive home is just talking and talking and talking about how she wanted Kamala to get her license and she could help her with her brother's uh, wedding activities, yada, yada, yada. But Kamala, of course, is daydreaming as usual. She's looking out the window. You can see a cartoon, Carol Danvers flying. Whew, Kamala, this is going to be a downfall, baby. We learned soon enough, though, that she wanted to get her license also, that she could drive her and Bruno, you know, her best friend from comics and from the show, to AvengerCon. At school, we see that Kamala is basically either viewed as invisible to most people, as a loser by others, or as pretty unmemorable by, like, some of her teachers even. One of the teachers called her Camilla, I think. As she meets up with Bruno, we learn that the reason she's so excited about AvengerCon, you know, like some of you reality TV fans that listen to this, y'all know BravoCon, so y'all know what the hell AvengerCon is. Not a real thing yet, but I need it in my life, Kevin Feige, make it happen. She's excited because there's a Captain Marvel cosplay contest. They soon meet up with Nakia, and now we actually have, like, the three, like, central characters 
in the Miss Marvel comic book universe. And Nakia is wearing a hijab. Come on, representation. I know that's right. They soon run into Zoe, who is also from the comics, Zoe Zimmer, and started off as an asshole. Kind of asshole. Asshole-esque. Asshole-ish. Asshole-adjacent kind of character. But saved, but you know, she got saved by Miss Marvel from almost drowning in a river, and she ended up turning her life over to Jesus. Well, not really with Jesus, but she turned over a new leaf. So I'm guessing with the way this episode ended, that we'll kind of see the same progression for that character. But I can't really, you know, I'm, I'm not betting on it, but maybe so. We find out that Zoe used to be like great friends with them when they were younger, but is now like an influencer and is super popular, kind of snotty, which is basically an updated version of exactly how she was in the comics. Kamala gets called to the guidance counselor in Mr. Wilson's office and he basically tells her that she like needs to start thinking about her future and that he knows that it's been a couple of rough weeks and child they flashback to her getting knocked the hell out with a damn uh, volleyball and a dodgeball and gym one of them hell the most ridiculous part about all of this is when he attempts to inspire her he sings a song from Mulan to her which makes you wonder did he do that because she's South Asian? Like, I don't know. I like, I need to know because, uh, <laughs> uh-uh. That's already two counts of racism already. Not that I'm keeping track, but I'm keeping track. After school, Bruno and Kamala are getting slushies, per use, and talking about how, you know, this is going to be the first ever AvengerCon, and they got to figure out how they can go. Bruno says, girl, ask your mama to take us, basically. And we, you know, we, he can't actually, we don't know where Bruno's like support system or family are because Kamala implies that he's basically alone. So uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out more about his backstory later on as the series progresses. The scene that follows as they're going to Kamala's house is so dope because they're really like using the style of the show to play with the imagination of Marvel fans, which I love. Kamala wants something that'll like help her as Captain Marvel in cosplay stand out. So she starts like spitballing both of them. They're thinking like steampunk Captain Marvel and that starts being like the graffiti on the wall as they're driving or riding, I guess, because they're on bikes. He says Captain Panther, which would be a mix of Black Panther and Captain Marvel. Uh, Iron Marvel, which would be Iron Man mixed with Captain Marvel. Doctor Strange Marvel, where the visual like that was on the building and graffiti looks like the Doctor Strange that fought in Infinity War uh, with the multiple arms and like split into a million Doctor Stranges in order to fight Thanos. They talked about Asgardian Marvel, uh, zombie Captain Marvel, which we know from What If, you know, we saw a whole zombie episode. Not only from What If, though, that's not the only What If reference we're going to get in this episode. I love this, like, this this show is so, like, based in reality that I love it because... There are so many times, I, my favorite kind of cosplaying is when I look on Instagram and I see someone that's combined like the perfect two characters. My favorite one recently was someone went to one of the Comic Cons as Sailor Moon Knight. So it was literally like they were dressed as Sailor Moon, but kind of like incorporated as like a, a, a shorter skirt version of Moon Knight. It was dope as hell. So I'm all here for this amalgamation of characters to get your perfect cosplay on, okay? She makes it home and she sees a package from Nani or her grandma and it's filled with like old jewelry, necklaces and chains and everything and a bangle. 
This is super important because it looks like this bangle is going to be the source of her powers in the MCU, which is a big change from the comics. So for those who don't know, let me give you like a quick Miss Marvel history lesson. So if you've ever seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the popular TV show, or the short-lived Inhumans TV show, not so popular, then you know that Inhumans are like, they're kind of like mutants, which is the best way to explain it, like the X-Men, mutants. Mutants have like the X gene and they usually have some kind of event that triggers the X gene and then they develop their powers, whatever powers have been like laying dormant within them. But in humans, they have a gene to where if they're exposed to a certain gas called the Terrigen Mist, their powers actually develop. Kamala Khan in the comics is an inhuman, but this is being changed, obviously, in the MCU. Well, I'm saying obviously, but I don't know where the direction the show is going, but it looks like it's not going to be the Terrigen Mist that caused her to get her powers, obviously. So I'm guessing Kamala Khan is not going to be an inhuman. Uh, which I, I don't know. It, it's weird, though, because we literally just had Black Bolt in the Illuminati in the Multiverse of Madness, and he was actually the leader of the Inhumans. So I don't know. It, you'd think that maybe the MCU is open to having the Inhumans coming back in because, you know, there's been such a stain on the Inhuman name since that TV show, so I don't know. When Kamala holds it up and shows it to her mom, her mom obviously recognizes it, and she puts it back in the box quickly and up in the attic see let me find out mama used to be uh, a miss marvel variant or was <laughs> in that kind of costume that carol used to wear in the comics sure kamala goes to run errands with her mom for her brother's upcoming wedding they're getting kamala fitted for like a potential wedding fit and somebody comes in to gossip telling all somebody named fatima's business Child, I thought there was something about Fallon from the damn uh, <laughs> Atlanta housewife, Simon ex-wife, the one that uh, she was running through that house. She should have been running up on Porsche if she was running through that house trying to get a golf club to whoop Latour. You know what? I'm, I'm getting off track. Anyway, we cut back to the house, and Bruno is actually there with Kamala's dad with some technology that he helped create. It's basically like Amazon Alexa, except her name is Zuzu. Zuzu, Y'all know what? I'm sorry. It's it's the Negro in me. Bruno finally convinced Kamala to ask her mom about uh, AvengerCon. And I think most people can relate to this scene. The parents twist it all around and basically make it sound like this girl wanted to go to a damn orgy. Like, girl, I'm going to meet some other nerds just to geek out. Like, calm down. She asked him, can she go? And her mom is flabbergasted that she would even have the unmitigated gall to ask her to go. Of course, they said no, because it wouldn't be, you know, a show if the woes about a teenager, if the parents agreed to everything, okay? This ain't the OC and this ain't Laguna Beach. This the damn New Jersey and not the housewives, okay? After a conversation with her brother upstairs, he says that he's going to talk to them and he's going to try to convince them because she looks so damn sad and pathetic and mopey. I love the scene that follows because it's Bruno and Kamala texting and the way that they do it is so much better than other shows. I, little random fact about me, I hate having to read text conversations between people. I just feel like it's so damn 
I don't know, it's so damn useless and it just, you can do it in such a, a better way. But sitting there like just sewing someone's screen and having us go back and forth reading their text message conversation is annoying as hell to me. I feel like it's rushed, like I feel rushed, I feel anxious and it's just, it, it's too much. But they like in this scene, they put it in the sky, in the stars. It was in like emojis on the streets, lit up on the sidewalk. Like it was all kind of cool ways. And it just made it feel so damn fresh and, and youthful, honestly. We go to Kamala the next day, who is still trying to figure out how to make her costume stand out. She's in her uh, the room in her mirror. She has her costume on. She just cannot figure out quite how to make it pop a little bit more. She's just trying to, you know, make it pop it just a little bit more and then she hears her mom knocking at the door she hears up and throws their robe on and she sits down and she tells her to come in listen her mom comes in and tells her that she can go but there are some conditions okay dad must drive her and a, you know he got to come in for a couple of hours you know check out the scene got a chaperone basically and the best part is she made them matching hulk costumes big hulk and little hulk is what they'll go as Listen, Kamala is a diehard Marvel fan and she knows ain't no damn Lil' Hulk, okay? Kamala said, I know you fucking lying. I ain't going there with you trying to match looking like sister, sister, Tia Tamara, go home, Roger, because that's embarrassing. Child, she hurt that damn man's feelings and her mama too. And they said, well, your ass can't go, period. Later that night, she goes to meet Bruno on the rooftop of his building where he lives and who he lives with, I don't know. But they have their deep talks up there, okay? He gives her a pep talk, and she feels like, you know, she's like, brown girls from New Jersey don't save the world anyway, so there's no point in me going. And he's like, you know, it's, it's, she's like, it's a waste of time, Avenger Khan. And he's like, nah, you Kamala Khan, sis, okay? You Kamala Khan. Like, you know, know your worth. Stand up. Stand up, you know. So then they kind of, you know, stare into each other's eyes and look like they want to kiss, which is a new twist because I don't think they've ever been like romantically involved in the comics, but I'm here for it. Hey, I mean, they make a good looking couple, so I'm here for it. He surprises her with some new photon gloves that he's made. I'm taking that he's the guy in the chair on this TV show. If you're a Marvel fan, you know that reference. He's the guy in the chair. He makes the, the, uh, the equipment almost like 007. You know who he is. He's made her some photon gloves or she, you know, almost feel like she can win the competition this way. If you know Captain Marvel, then you know she has photon blasts. So this is literally the perfect little accessory for her to win this competition. Back at the house, they have some issues with that Zuzu fake ass Amazon Alexa that Bruno made. And Kamala suddenly kind of has an epiphany. Basically, long story short, because Kamala told it in the longest way possible, but it was animated and it was amazing, so I love it. Basically, she's going to use Zuzu as an, a, a distraction, you know, if someone tries to come in her room, and they go take the damn bus to get there, okay? Long story short. She still needs to figure out her costume, though, which is when Bruno says that maybe you can pay homage to your Pakistani culture. This gives Kamala the idea to go up in the attic and get that bangle, remember the bangle, get that bangle that her grandma sent to them. The next day, you know, it's dinner time. This is when it all supposed to go down. She excuses herself from dinner and she starts executing the plan very poorly. Child, they finally make it on one of the buses after missing the first bus, but then her bike gets left off the bus because the door closes on her ass. 
Chad Bruno said, look, he said, ain't no chance you getting that damn bike back. Y'all must live in Memphis. I know that's right. Y'all talking about New Jersey. No, that's Memphis, okay? Okay. Now we're at AvengerCon. And warning, this part of the episode is like Easter egg galore, okay? So many references. I'm sure I missed a thousand, but look, I tried to mention as many as I could, okay? Here we go. Avengers Con is at Camp Lehigh, which you should remember from a few places. That's where Captain America had his basic training in the first movie, and it's where they found uh, Armin Zola in the second Captain America movie, and it's where they go in What If on the Zombies episode, remember when they uh, had to get the Vision and Scott Lang, and then they find Wanda there, all that. So many people in cosplay, but one of them stood out to me outside of the building. It was someone uh, who was cosplaying as Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk. This show hasn't even appeared yet, but it makes me think that the events of that show take place before this one. Also, there are many, like, Captain America backup dancers, which is actually pretty funny because it's basically like poking fun of that whole, you know how people always say, you can dress slutty for Halloween, you know, the whole quote-unquote get to dress up, however you want because no one can judge you for Halloween. Like they say the slutty nurse or the slutty pirate. I hate that word slutty, but you know what I mean? Once they walk in, there are huge like Iron Man and Black Widow cutouts, obviously because they're the ones who gave their lives for all of us. The theme playing in the background of this whole like Avenger con is a song from uh captain and a backup dancer's performance in the first movie. You know, when they go on tour, they have to do their whole uh, song and dance and the girls are dancing in the background. He's giving that speech. It's that song playing in the background. You see uh group cutouts everywhere. You can quote unquote meet Thor. There's a girl that are dressed up like it's the Iron Man backup dancers, either from the second or the third movie. I can't remember which one, but y'all know who I'm talking about. There's a book with a, uh, a peanut butter, snicker-thick Captain America on the cover, ass poking out that says, you're welcome, America. Obviously referencing uh, America's ass. There are Scott Lang, you know, like Ant-Man masks for sale. Guys are walking around as the male warriors from Wakanda. Women are dressed as the Dora Milaje. There's a tribute wall to Tony and Natasha where you can leave like a thank you card or a tribute card to them. Someone is cosplaying as uh, Drax from the Guardians of the Galaxy team. There's a t-shirt that says Asgardian Pride with a rainbow font, obviously referencing the king of Asgard, Valkyrie. Or maybe it's a little lot, you know, nod to Loki's bisexual ass since they're claiming he's bisexual, child. We ain't seen it, but okay. A postcard that has caps, iconic, I can do this all day, catchphrase. Memorabilia that refers to Groot as quote-unquote Mr. Tree because why would they know his name? And tons of Captain Marvel cosplay because obviously she's one of the favorite heroes amongst young women especially. She had cosplayers, Funko Pops, wallets, and a huge hanging like glittery shiny statue of her in her costume when she's actually like in space. So like when the helmet's on and the mohawk's up. Just like Kamala's dressed at AvengerCon. Oh, Lord, that took me out of breath. Now it's time for the reason that they're there. The Captain Marvel cosplay costume contest. As she's about to go change, she actually sees Zoe in a Captain Marvel uh, like costume. It's almost like basically a, you know, a swimsuit, one-piece bikini, child, which is actually not too far off from the old comics. See, 
Carol Danvers, for those of you who don't know, before she was Carol Danvers or before she was Captain Marvel, she was Miss Marvel, like this character on the show. And that outfit was basically like a black bathing suit and thigh-high boots. That's the only, basically Zoe's whole outfit except black. It's a subtle nod from the showrunners, which we always appreciate, kind of like in uh, WandaVision where she went dressed as the quote-unquote Sokovian fortune teller but was dressed in, obviously, Scarlet Witch from the comics. Kamala goes to the bathroom to change and pulled out her gloves, but she accidentally left the gloves on the bathroom floor. She doesn't realize this until she's on stage, so she ends up pulling out that bangle to rock that instead with her costume, since it came from her grandmama and obviously is still a nod to her Pakistani culture. But when she puts it on, oh, baby, that's when we see the origins of the MCU Kamala Khan outfit, powers, superhero-ness, all of that, okay? She gets lit up with some kind of energy flowing through her. It's a really cool looking energy too. Like it's not just straight like photon blast, like Captain Marvel's look. It's not like Maria Rambo, but it's it's like almost like dimension bending. Like it's 3D. It almost looks like the mirror dimension from like Doctor Strange. It's really cool looking the way they have it. She gets lit up with this energy and it's flowing from the bangle, but it flows through her body too, like all the way around. As she goes on stage, she has some, like, sensitivity to all the flashing lights, and it, it makes her, like, use her powers accidentally. She makes, like, the big stretchy hand that we're used to from the comics, obviously, and she's shooting blasts of energies, too. It's a lot happening. But look, everybody actually applauds this because they think there's a trick, so they are gagged. They gooped. They don't know what's going on. They think they on RuPaul's Drag Race. The girls are performing. Like, they don't know what's hitting them, okay? One of them hit, like, one of her energy blasts, hit a giant Ant-Man head, and it starts rolling and falling all over the place, all across the room, and these people are still cheering, child. Zoe comes up to her, gushing all over her costume, but she ends up getting her ass knocked out knocked off <laughs> by a hanging Thor hammer. And as she falls towards the ground, Kamala uses her stretchy energy hand to catch her. Just like I mentioned earlier that she actually saved her life in the comics. Bruno sees all of this and he knows something is up. Like he noticed ain't no trick or nothing like that. And he rushes her out of there. They get on his bike and they ride all the way back home. Now that, why they didn't ride to, you know, uh, Avenger Con in the first place. I never know, but, when she sneaks back into her room, her mom is right there waiting on her ass. Zuzu ain't shit. Zuzu. Instead of being back home at 922, she made it back home at 1111. Child, you better make a wish. Wish that your ass don't get grounded to you 30 years old. Fucking with your mama. Her mom is obviously disappointed and gives her a speech about choosing the person that she wants to be. She asks Kamala, would you rather be, quote-unquote, good like we raised you to be, or, quote-unquote, a cosmic head-in-the-cloud person? Child, she leaves, and Kamala lays on that bed, and she think about it for a little while, and she just said, cosmic, I know the fuck that's right. Better look next time, mama. And just when you think that's the end of this damn recap, it's not because unlike any other MCU show that we've gotten so far, we get a post credit scene. Y'all, the first episode, come on, Q, you better come on, Kamala. 
if you watch Spider-Man No Way Home, then you should have recognized Agent Cleary like immediately. He's from the Department of Damage Control. From the comics and from the MCU, like this organization started as like a division of S.H.I.E.L.D. So they would initially start like collecting like alien technology, like artifacts that are left behind. Basically, like some of the stuff we saw in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and some of the stuff we've seen in the MCU too. Collecting artifacts that are left behind, like by the Chitauri, all kind of stuff that they can analyze, study, yada, yada, yada. At some point though, actually, remember in um, Spider-Man Homecoming, when they took over Adrian Toome, a.k.a. Garcelle's husband, because remember, Garcelle Bouvet is in the MCU, darling. You can never take that away from her. Per, They took her husband, Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. Vulture. Uh, they came to his work site, and they took over because they needed all of that evidence, and they were a government agency. So he lost out on all that work. That's why he turned to a life of crime. Somewhere along the way, between that movie and the MCU and Spider-Man No Way Home, they kind of transitioned into an agency that was responsible for like apprehending superheroes and making sure that they ain't too damn crazy. I think about like, we think about when they arrested Peter in no way home, because obviously they thought that he killed uh Mysterio, which wasn't the case, but you know, he put out that video. So they had to apprehend him and see what was going on. This scene, basically this uh, post credit scene is them seeing the footage of Kamala at Avengers Con using her powers, and they're agreeing that they need to bring her in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, Kamala. I don't know if Bruno can get your ass out of this, but we'll see. And so it looks like this agency is going to be basically one of the main antagonists for her in the show. Whew! I wonder who the main villain's going to be, though. I'm kind of excited for this. Y'all, I'm excited for this show. This is a great premiere to me. I'm trying to think. I think in terms of premieres, because WandaVision still... Uh, this show hasn't obviously finished yet, but WandaVision, it's going to be hard to beat that for me as the best show that Disney has done. I think, I don't even know, I won't rank them right now, but as far as premiere goes, Moon Knight was easily my favorite premiere. I loved that Moon Knight premiere. I watched it like, I think three times a day it came out. Loved it. Loved the Hawkeye premiere too. I thought Hawkeye was great too. The Hawkeye series was top notch for me too. Um, but this Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel premiere, I thought was fantastic. You really gotta, you know, you gotta get past the wanting to see nudity and extreme violence and everything that you watch. If you get past it and just look at the fact that it's just simply a great show, great style, great cinematography, great acting, great cast all around, then you can really enjoy it. Y'all, I'm tired. That's all I got for you. My throat hurt from trying to list all them damn Easter eggs that we saw in AvengerCon. And I know I didn't even get a third of them because, child, I only I had to get as much as my hands could type. And you know what? I'll see you. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast. That's at realitycomics2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick. 
and I'll see ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.